Hello, this is Valeria Yellow, and you're listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back to my office and hanging out. All right, today we're going to do quickly the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding by Alvarez and Jack Trott. And I'm going to try to go quickly jam all 22 into this episode, and we'll see how it goes. Let's go with number one, Law of Expansion. Expanding your brand will diminish your power and weaken and weaken the image of it. That's talking about um, making new products and brand product styles. Uh, not necessarily like maybe just diverting from what is working. So that's going to mean different things for different people. Number two, law of contraction. A brand becomes stronger when you narrow focus. So when you niche down, when you go. Uh, directly into one thing like jelly, for example, like Welch's, you know them for jelly, Ocean Spray, you know them for cranberry juice, although they have other juices, but that's usually like the first thing you think of. When you narrow, you become stronger. Number three, law of publicity. The birth of the brand is achieved with publicity, not advertising. So that was like a, a good aha moment for me because it doesn't just because you've started selling, just because you're you're doing the thing and you've paid for ads. It these guys seem to think your brand doesn't really start until you start getting publicity. So publicity can be like your main focus out of the gate, and you can DIY your own publicity, but it does take some time. You can pay for a publicist. But I feel like you can do a lot with DIY and until you can afford a seasoned, like 20 years deep publicist, I feel like you should do your own publicity until you can afford the big people that really know what they're doing and have connections. That's kind of the secret with publicist, I think. Number four, law of advertising. Once a brand is born, a brand needs advertising to stay healthy. So at some point, your advertising might go into a lull because everybody's already talked about you. So um, having advertising kind of keeps you in people's minds. I think that's what they mean by that. Number five, law of word. Own a word in the mind of the consumer. So this was talked about in the Laws of Marketing book that they did. And... They're just basically saying, get a word that people can instantly connect your brand to and don't steal a word from another brand because that's not going to work. Number six, law of credentials. Successive brand is the claim for what is true. If your advertising is true and people agree, that's credentials. Basically what they're saying, whether it's like a somebody might think it's a bad selling point or a good selling point, whatever's true, and people automatically say, yes, I, I believe that brand is that. I feel like that's sort of your credentials. Don't try so hard to be the authority. And if you're already the leader, if you're first to market with your thing that you're doing, remember to tell people that you're the number one spot because they don't always know and it's good for them to remember because I guess it's the best place you could be, is to be a leader in your category, as they put it. Number seven, law of quality. So quality has almost no correlation to success. So they're saying it doesn't matter if you're the best or you have high quality. 
What matters is people's perception of quality that resides in their mind based on your brand. That's interesting. I I feel like that is true because sometimes if you're just, you're connected to a brand, it kind of doesn't matter if a better car comes out because you want the original car that's just in your mind as the best. Number eight, law of category. A leading brand should promote the category, not the brand. This one, I'm not exactly sure how they mean this, but I interpret it that, you know, if your maple syrup brand just kind of promote the entire category of maple syrups. If you're an essential oil brand, kind of promote the category of essential oils, then promote your brand. Number nine, law of the name. A brand is just a name. This is their opinion. And I think that it could definitely be a valid opinion. So the name of your brand is the most important decision that you can make, which is why it's so hard to name a band. It's so hard to name things sometimes. Sometimes things just exist. Sometimes the name exists first and then you create the product. But the name is obviously important. And sometimes if you can't get it, for example, the band that is named Spoon if someone told you, I'm naming my band Spoon, you would say, that is the worst band name I've ever heard, yet their music is so cool that you you think, when you find out this band is named Spoon and you hear their music, like the word doesn't mean anything anymore. It's it's just the band name. So I, I agree and disagree because I think both things can happen where uh, the name is very important. And sometimes there's just magic and it just works. Number 10, law of extensions. Line extensions can destroy brand. Ask customers if they see the new line as an extension. And if they do, then you just need to create a second brand. I saw this recently. There's a jewelry line that I think is really cool on Instagram. Very high-end, expensive, but very modern looking. And then they started selling dinnerware. And I just felt like that's very odd. I feel like they should have done a second brand. And it may or may not work. You know, when I think of um, luxury purses and brands like um, Gucci or Louis Vuitton, you know, sometimes these purse brands will come out with a fragrance. And that just works. For whatever reason, people will buy fragrance from any luxury brand. And I just feel like... For the most part, they are correct, but they're obviously nuances. Number 11, law of fellowship. Welcome competitors work together. Um, if, If you're the only brand selling the thing that you're selling, then apparently that makes customers feel suspicious. And if there are more people doing the same thing, then that's when um, it just becomes an easier sell. And then you just work to capture their hearts for your brand. So I thought that was an interesting way to phrase it because I don't really believe in competition. I think if you're just doing your thing, you can just do your thing and not worry about competition so much. And I do kind of believe everyone should work together. For example, if you open a bar on one street and then someone else opens a bar right across the street, 
that doesn't mean that you're going to get less customers. I feel like that means you're going to get more customers because now your street is like a bar street and it's fun to just go there and people like just go from back and forth to bar to bar. So that's just one example where I feel like that is definitely true. Law of fellowship. Number 12, law of generic. Generic names fail compared to unique names and fun names. So these guys like descriptive names that convey the, the attributes of the band. Obviously, that was amazing if you can um, make that happen. But sometimes that's not always possible. And I do think if, you know, when there's a generic brand and the, you know, the cereal and the butter and and the milk and the, you know, some grocery stores will have a generic brand and it's all kind of looks the same. It does feel a little bit generic. So keep that in mind. Number 13, law of company. Brands are brands. Companies are companies. So don't confuse the brand with the company, which I translate this as a good example is when you have a record label like Discord or Kill Rock Stars or um, Sub Pop. That's the company, and then they have all these brands underneath that main company. And sometimes you know the band that the label that they're on, and sometimes you don't. So that's just like a good example. Like your company can have a lot of different brands underneath it, and um, it can be a benefit or it just cannot be a non thing. Don't confuse a company with a brand. Number four, law of. Sub brands. Sub brands can destroy. So, when a luxury brand kind of tries to make an affordable brand, but they use the same name, it doesn't work. So, be careful when you're, I guess, creating different sub brands and categories. These guys talk a lot about that in this particular book. And I feel like they're kind of saying the same thing over and over again, but you know, it's not bad. Maybe they're just trying to hit that 22 mark and whatever. I, I do like this way, this layout of a book style to have like 22 things that blah, blah, blah. This is, I love it. Number 15, law of siblings. Resist the urge to give a sibling brand a familiar look. That's kind of the same thing as the law of generic. It's that same thing a little bit over and over again. So if you have a, a sister brand within sibling brands, little brands within your main company, give them separate looks. And that was good advice for me because I think I, I might have done things, made them all kind of look consistent in a way to be fun. But hey, maybe the better idea is to give them all a unique look. Number 16, law of shape. So they're talking about logo design here. And their idea was um, have a side-by-side -side design, which it's like, okay. But I think since this book was written, we've changed a lot of logo design because of the phones and the internet. So it used to be that you would want your logo to be readable at a quarter size, like the, a money quarter. If you saw a business card on the floor, you would want your logo to be readable to somebody walking by it. So that was like the thing that you did if you're a logo designer. But now it's so different because if you have your phone and you, you need to fit a logo inside a circle or a square or a banner, you need kind of like a couple different versions of a logo sometimes, depending on the length of the, the brand name. So another thing is it has to look good, low res. So logo design, I feel like, has changed a little bit as we 
progress into the future. I'm just going to leave that there. So law of shape. Number 17, law of color. A brand should use a color opposite of a major competitor. So I don't know if they mean like if you're on the color wheel and one brand's red, so you want to go to the opposite side of the color wheel and the other brand be green. I don't know how in depth they want to go into this law of color thing. Color should establish a mood, they say. And um, leaders have a first choice at a color pick. Number 18, law of borders. So no barriers to global branding. And when you think about, for example, Corona beer, they keep that Mexican vibe going. They don't change their branding for a global audience necessarily. It's still like a Mexican beer if you go to Germany or United States or Australia. I don't know. That was just like an interesting point. Number 19, law of consistency. Success is measured in decades, not years. I'm going by the other book, The 22 Laws of Marketing, when they say follow the trend instead of fads and be ready to pivot if you need to pivot. But stay stay on your branding style and feeling and your your whole vision if it just feels right just it might take a few years 20 law of change brands can change but only infrequently and carefully so i always say like just make your logo for now you can always change your logo because i feel like it is fine like when you're designing your logo don't feel like this is the end all be all forever and you can't change it you can change it it's not that scary. But I also feel like when I read this, I was thinking about Kinko's. So we used to say, go to Kinko's when you meant to go get a photocopy of something. You could have been going to a different store than Kinko's, but that was like the name of going to get something photocopied. And then FedEx bought Kinko's and they turned into FedEx office. So for a while, the signs would say Kinko's and FedEx Office. So they kept both logos and the both names up on the signs for a while. Now I think it's just FedEx Office. So I feel like there's like a whole new people that are 20 years younger or so. They don't even know what a Kinko's is. So it's kind of interesting. Brands can change. 21. Law of mortality. No brand will live forever, kill it sometimes. And I kind of disagree with this only because the first logo ever trademark was Bass Ale. And it was in a, in a painting by Manet, not Monet, Manet. And that painting was painted in 1881. And the painting is called A Bar at the Foley Bierge. I cannot speak French well. So that's what it is. Just. It's Manet, a bar. Just look that up. 1881. And the Bass logo is the red triangle. We know it today. And it was trademarked in 1875. I don't know. Yeah, brands can die, but they can go on forever. Seemingly forever. 22, a law of singularity. So a single mindset is the most important thing to a brand. And what you are in the mind of a consumer is brand. I think it's kind of the same thing where it's just like be focused, be single-minded, stick to it. And those are the 22 laws of immutable branding. And I really like these guys' style and style of teaching and explaining things. It's fast. It's quick. And I think these are things to think about and know forever. And that's the show. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.